Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Uh, this is Matthew, the drummer for the Chum de Fury. Awesome to be chatting to you tonight. Congratulations on your soon-to-be-released album, The Sick, Dumb and Happy. What has the response been like from the media so far? Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's been mixed, actually. It, it's a mixed bag, because... Um, well, definitely for the fans, it's something new because it's a pretty big departure from the previous work, and so that's something we totally expected. You know, I think you know some will like it, but you know most of the original fans would have to keep an open mind. And I think with the media as well, uh, you know, some people love it, and then others are like, "Yeah, we're not sure about this direction." You know, um, it's like. Yeah, you're doing Pantera, but you're doing it differently, and you're not supposed to be doing it differently. And you know, it, it sort of kicked up a stir, and that's actually, you know, that's actually perfect for us. It's good if it kicks up a stir because if it didn't, it would be boring. That's <laughs> well, absolutely, you know? absolutely, especially in today's market. I mean, there's so many bands out there, and so many albums getting released daily. Yeah. You know, it's hard to keep up, and so to have that sort of response is good in a way, isn't it? Like you say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, you know, playing it safe will get you somewhere, but it will only get you so far. And I think, you know, pretty much the, all the bands that I still listen to for, you know, that have been around for many years were all bands that, you know, had the balls to try something new. So, you know, and that's always what comes along with it, I guess, some hatred. Do you all take part in the songwriting or is that all mainly left to Caroline? Uh, no, no, we, uh, we, we all take part in it. I, I, I actually, you know, with uh, both like um, the musical part and lyrics, I usually end up starting with something like writing a riff and then sitting down with you know, one of the guitar players. And then with lyrics as well, usually I'll, you know, think of some topic and write some stuff down. And then later on, I'll join Caroline and we'll sort of, you know, bounce ideas off each other. So it's usually I'll start off with something and then... Um, and then it sort of becomes like a collaborative thing, you know, where, you know, you try to get as many people to look at it and, you know, you know, feed off ideas. That's usually how we tend to do it. You've released a couple of tracks, haven't you, so far? What has the response yeah. been like from the public? Yeah, so, so uh, I think with the first track, it was a kind of a big shock, especially for the fans. Uh, and I think some of, some of them, you know, they said outright, you know, like, this is just not for me. And I, you know, I totally respect that because, you know, it's we, we did try something new and... You know, you know, we we gave a disclaimer. If if you're gonna dig this, you'll need to you know, you know, keep an open mind and you know, try something new because it's a departure from what we did. But you know, I think as a musician, the moment you stop challenging yourself and challenging your audience as well, that's the moment when it stops becoming interesting. Um, I mean, there's some exceptions. There's a, you know, bands like ACDC who have you know made the same type of thing for 30 years and are still amazing at it. There, there are ex exceptions, but, you know, for most bands, I would think, you know, you need to innovate, you need to challenge yourself, and I think, you know, you know, I'll hope that fans will appreciate that as well, that it's, you know, it's something new, and it takes some getting used to, but then, you know, the benefits in the long run should be, should be good. And the album seems to be very angry at the 21st century. What events yeah. or events were the inspirations for some of the songs? For example, Weaponized and Down on the Ropes? Yeah, so wep with Weaponized and Down on the Ropes, they're not particular events. It's more of a, you know, it's more of something that seems to be happening in general. And they're both variations on the same theme. So with Down on the Ropes, it's like more politically driven. It's just, um, you know, with, with what's happening in the 20th and 21st century, 
there's so many things like you know environmental changes um you know global conflict and it just seems like humans tend to be you know sort of hell-bent on destroying themselves mm. and then that's bad enough but then you also have people who are just like blatantly indifferent of it you know they'll mm. just like consume whatever's chucked at them no critical thought of themselves and you know just sit there and take it and you know to me that's even more frustrating than you know if you don't agree with me politically that's one thing but if you're just like yeah so the earth gets fucked i don't know it's not my problem that to me is like a degree way worse <laughs> i couldn't agree and, more yeah i mean it's like um these people would rather sit at home in their cozy little houses and watch fucking i don't know celebrities on tv then exactly. what's really happening in the world you need to be aware because it's, it is a powder keg at the moment and it's it's gonna i don't know something's gonna happen it's, it's yeah that's that's the thing like there's so many you know if people that have sort of i i'm very interested in history myself and i think most people that are interested in history are seeing some things happen that may have happened in a sort of similar fashion in the past with disastrous results mm. and you're just like you know you can't well you can be indifferent to it but then i can predict you the end result and that's not pretty so, you know, it's better if we get off our asses and just sort of pay attention to what's happening with our surroundings, you know? Yeah, totally. And uh, that comes over again with um, Silent War then. What about that one, the inspiration for that? Uh, well, Silent War is, is a bit different because um, it was actually, it, in, in the start, it was very, very personal. So it was sort of about like a period in, in our lives, at least in my life, and I know from some of the other people in the band as well. Um, sort of going through a rough time, um, things like depression, yeah. and sort of reflecting on that. But then actually, as we wrote the song, it sort of, at the end, is like, well, this could literally be about, like, this could be literally being written by a veteran or someone with, like, a traumatic experience, right? It's, it seemed to be broader than just that. Mm -hmm. And then, actually, once we found that out, we sort of rewrote the thing. We were like, all right, let's not, let's not make it, you know, just about me or you or you know let's let's make it something that you know sort of reflects hopefully when someone reads it they'll connect to it in some way and not you know not stick the meaning onto them I love the album cover. That would make a smart tattoo. Would you be getting one? <laughs> the, the album cover was a that was a, a process because we knew we wanted to do something different because that has been the whole theme. So, like the the ground rule that was set was, all right, we're not going to use black. Well, you know, we can use the color black. But it's not going to be a black cover of a black thing and another black. You know, let's try to not do that because it's what people expect from a metal band. It's really metal to do it. And then I think when you look back, like metal was, you know, kicking the establishment. It's like, all right, we don't like this. We don't let, let's try something different and let's antagonize them. But now the rule is like, it needs to be black and it needs, so, you know, we're sort of, let's try and antagonize that by doing the exact opposite, making it as fucking, you know, yellow and pink <laughs> and purple as possible. Uh, and so, so we came up with the idea of like the skull and then we found uh, Robert Samlin who did the artwork who did some like really amazing stuff, sort of comic-style art. So almost like comic books, but really detailed. And we saw him through like an app, 
and um, we contacted him, and he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, I do cover work for um, the Battlefield series, right, if okay. that rings any bell, that's like a, the first-person shooter. Yeah, sort of, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's like it's like this huge game, so the minute he said that, we were like, alright, this guy's gonna be, you know, ridiculously expensive, and then it actually turned out, he, he said like, yeah, I used to do punk records, covers for punk records when I was younger, so I'm really down for trying something new like this. So, you know, we were, you know, we, we sort of got lucky there. <laughs> it is a smart, so do you think you'll get a tattoo of that then? Or Caroline, yeah. or any of the band? Well, I, we haven't discussed that yet, we might, we might. No, one, no, one has, no one has mentioned it, but you know, what, now that you say it, it would make a good tattoo.
can you tell us about any tours and festivals you have lined up? Yeah, so so from the I think it's from the fourth of April we're doing actually a small tour with uh, Bird Tomorrow uh, as a support act, uh, and so I think on the fourth we're starting off in Holland, then we're going through Germany, and if I'm correct, we're also passing Belgium and France as well. So okay. so um, it's like a small tour of like ten days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing Europe. And, yeah. and lots of Germany shows, which is great because, you know, we, we love coming to Germany because the fans are really, you know, energetic there. And we, we haven't been there as much as we'd like to be. So um, and that's phase one. And then um, after that, we in uh, the end of April and May, we have some uh, U.S. shows planned. So we're planning on making like a small tour of that as well. And then uh, in the summer, we're doing this really big festival run. So it's not a tour, but it's like a, like a festival every week. Really? We're doing some really, really cool stuff. Uh, so Gospel, we're doing that. And then uh, Download, of course, which is really great. Mm-hmm. We played there once before, and Download was really an absolute blast. Um, and then also, what's co- we're doing Download Madrid, which is actually, this is, it's like a new thing. Right. They're, this is like the first year that they're, try- that they're trying that, and so we can be a part of that, which is amazing. And then also, we've never played Spain, so we're playing Spain. And then it's download, so that's even you know crazier. Sounds amazing. What can we expect from the Charm the Fury live show? Well, actually, we're trying something that, as far as I know, don't really know any bands that have done something like it. Uh, because what we used to do in the past, we played with a click track, and that allows us to do some like backing tracks. So if we want to do a synthesizer or maybe a drum hit or something, we can program it on the backing track and use that. But what we sort of notice is, uh, you know, once you start a song like that, then you have no space to, you know, do something cool with the crowd and take your time for that in the middle of a song. So what we've tried to do in these past couple of months is we've built a new set, which we're going to be trying this summer for the first time, uh, where we actually we have a click track and we have the backings, but then we also have space in between, in the middle of songs to, you know, do stuff with the crowd and, you know, let the crowd go crazy. And then we're sort of trying to tie this all together so that it becomes like, um, you know, we'll play stuff that's not on the album. We'll even do like some, you know, really short, like cover winks and nudges to, you know, bands that we love. So we're trying to make it more than just playing the songs from the album, like, like it's a CD playing live, you know, we're mm-hmm. trying to do something more than that. But that's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of work. But hopefully it'll pay off. What's been the most outrageous thing you've ever done in the name of heavy metal? The most outrageous? I've oh my god, that is <laughs> that is a, oh oh I, I got one. Well, it's not it's not that outrageous, but I'm still very proud of it. Um, when I was young, like uh, say like 15, uh, we had this thing in uh, Amsterdam and Holland in general. It's called a well, it used to be called Queen's Day, and now it's called King's Day because we have a king, and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, goes outside in orange, so everyone's orange for the whole day, and then starts heavy drinking, and then you sell stuff on the street like a flea market. And it's like this huge party, and it's in the whole country. Um, and so, uh, me and a friend, uh, a friend of mine, Lucas, um, he lived in like the center of Amsterdam uh, near the um, canals, and we had like a, one of those canal boats. We could borrow it for the day during King's Day, so we posted on there. 
and usually it's all like dance music. It's dance music or like maybe you know maybe some like Caribbean stuff. Or so we put on a speaker and just blasted heavy metal, and then I sort of um, head back. So you had this parade of boats the whole day. And so I'll be I would be playing air guitar and headbanging literally for six hours straight, and then at the end of the day uh, I had a heat stroke I think it was, so I like threw up and like couldn't speak and I was like completely. And then the next day I was actually mentioned in like the the the, the Amsterdam newspaper there was this kid rocking out on the canal and I was so proud. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That really sounds awesome. So that sort of comes to my next question actually, which is similar. Is can you tell me what has been your proudest moment to date in your whole musical career? Probably would still be um Kaspop. Uh, so that the, the the festival in Belgium mm -hmm. and we played uh we got confirmed for that festival relatively late, so it was all really last minute. And we played one of the smaller stages, and then we saw in advance that we played along with one of the, you know, one of the big crowd drawers. So we we're like, you know, it's probably going to be a pretty small crowd. And then we'd seen Every Time I Die, which is a band that I really love. Mm -hmm. We'd see, seen them play a couple of hours earlier, and there was like a really small crowd. And we're like, all right, it's going to be one of those shows, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. It's gospel, you know, let's enjoy. And then when we got there, it was literally like a thousand to two thousand people, and not just standing. They were really, you know full energy for like 45 minutes that that and you know no one had expected that to happen at all and you know you know when that was done that was that was that was the highlight i think that was my proudest moment totally new to heavy metal which two albums would you give me to listen to oh man i i, I gotta give i gotta give the easy answer man to, to me master puppets you gotta give that that's that's just a that's just a must Oh, uh, one one album that I rolled into heavy metal with, which is not, it, it isn't the largest album. Not everyone knows it. Uh, the self-titled album by Chimera. Do you know oh, that? Oh yes, I know Chimera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. That, know their self-titled album is great. Such a good album, and it's really all would have. It's so simple, so bare bones. It's so heavy. It's great. It's one of my yeah. favorite shirts, actually, the Chimera tour shirt I got a few years back. Yeah. For four oh, or five really? years oh, about awesome. yeah so yeah yeah i know okay so now it's like um a quick fire round it's five questions festival right. or small intimate gig i gotta say festival i know it's cooler to say small small gig festival yeah metallica or creator metallica for me Ooh. <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> beer or old, eat old metallica, old metallica <laughs> definitely beer or eat damn cheese Jeez, man. No, but I gotta go with beer. <laughs> <laughs> Vinyl or digital? Um, honestly, honestly, digital because I can listen to more quicker that way. Yeah. Okay, this is contentious. You don't have to answer this one. It was going to be Garrett Wilders or Trump, but I changed it. Putin or Trump? <laughs> Putin or Trump? My, my favourite. Oh, my God. Uh... That's impossible. <laughs> That's just, oh my god, neither. <laughs> uh, I'd, st I'd still say Trump because I think it's an idiot and I think Putin is not an idiot, which make him, makes him even more dangerous. Yeah, true. Good. Yeah, I'll go with Trump. Good, good answer. <laughs> okay. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Well, yeah. For, for If you've checked out the previous record and you're not sure about this new one, Give it a spin and give it a chance. Honestly, you'll you'll be happy you you did it in the long run, or not. And then you can you know I'll buy you a beer. <laughs>
Hey, this is Matthijs, drummer for the Charm the Fury, and you're listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. This is who we are. 